Okay, Lordy, let's get into it today. What did you see from the Dogs? A side that, uh, at their best, you you know as well as anyone can can beat the best teams in the competition. What, what uh, Luke Beveridge, he, he does it his own way. And then what I did tweet was it was a forward line. Uh, so they played the best versus the rest, so the best yep. 18 versus the next. And uh, the only one that was probably of note in the second side was uh, Adam Trelaw, first session back from injury. And Josh Bruce was trying to be a full back in that side playing with Aaron Norton. But right. they, their forward line was just yeah, land of the Giants. So it was uh, Aaron Norton, uh, Jamara Hagen, uh, Rory Lobb, uh, Sam Darcy, Marcus Fontenpelli, the five tools, and then me. Uh, Cody, Cody Waitman at their feet. So a lot of tweets going, this can't work, that's too tall. Bont obviously went into the midfield as well, and Anthony Scott joined them. But no, they look very slick. Um, I, I, I've been very, very impressive just how deep they go through uh, most areas, uh, Sam. So uh, Alex Keith was back to his best. Liam Jones, super dynamic. He's lost nothing. So I think they... Yep. That's a huge recruit for them. Uh, and then Bailey Smith and Bontempelli were looking a million dollars. So, uh, yeah, they, they sh- I'd be shocked if they're not uh, hitting back hard and at least winning a couple of finals. So what they do have with all those tools, Lloyd, is they have options and they have variety in-game because, I mean, you tell me, it feels like the game has changed a fair bit where we've yeah. got away from, you know, a lot of tools playing in the same team. But they've got so many other dynamic players, the Western Bulldogs. They have, and and I think it's the flexibility. I think he can he can mess throw them around too much, uh, Luke Beveridge at times. But he's also got them to win a grand final, lose a grand final. So, uh, yeah, he's had success with it. But um, yeah, I think Darcy has the ability to. He did some ruck work as well, so he can be back. He can be ruck. He can be forward. Uh, Rob can go ruck and go forward. Uh, Norton was phenomenal the way he, he played today. And then you had uh, Caleb Daniel in the centre bounces, so he, he's looking to uh, expand his role. Uh, Bailey Dale, known him as a running half-back All-Australian. He was playing half-forward. Uh, um, uh, McRae was playing half-forward. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of positional moves uh, that I saw that were very different. So, um, yeah, but, but yeah, they, they look like, uh, with their injury rate, Tim English was the only worry. That, yep. uh, so they had real no-recognised ruckman. So they had midfielders doing a lot of the ruck work. So uh, he's probably the only worry heading into round one. Do they lose, or they lose a bit? How much do you think they lose in uh, Dunkley and Hunter going to other clubs, Lloydy? Uh, I don't think so much with Hunter. Uh, I thought that, uh, that the other players can, you know, in my opinion, they've got that much depth through that those roles, and I think that uh, yep. they won't lose too much with him. Uh, Dunkley, um, well, Trelaw was in the seconds uh, today, so I think that uh, they, I think they'll get by better than we think with him. Toby McLean has missed a lot of footy. He was playing as an inside mid. Uh, Caleb Daniel, Cody Waitman has played as an inside mid this off-season. So, no, I, I think they probably had too many midfielders. Libertore was still going strong mm. in there today. So, so yeah, I don't think they will lose too much for those two outs. They're a funny side, the Dogs, Lloydie. Mm. Like, and, and, and Luke Beveridge's career is so interesting to track after that amazing premiership in 16. Um, you know, they were belted in another grand final in Perth. We know what ha- happened to them last year. It's mm. It could go either way again this year, couldn't it? Yeah. I thought they had no idea uh, with team defence, so they got opened up yep. big time. So you look at the way Geelong are so well set, you know, with Tom Stewart and Blixov, they were, they were just hard to get through. Uh, and and yet they just score at will down the other end, whereas the Western Bulldogs, I just thought they were opened up uh, time and time again, and they were all at sea. So that that's the big 
big thing. Um, yeah, they have to look at the coaching, and I think Brendan Lade uh, came in. Um, so, so yeah, that, that's a big issue. You can have all the talent. Liam Jones is certainly going to help that, but I think they, yeah, they need to step up from a coaching uh, strategy perspective where I think they were left behind uh, in 2022. You said off the top, Lord, you've seen a handful of other sides in match sim. You don't have to go through them all, but what have you taken out of some of those uh, matches that you've watched? Uh, the most impressive has been Collingwood. Uh, I, I thought uh, just the foot skills of Collingwood was as good as uh, training performances I've seen. Uh, and and they only had a couple of players. Darcy Cameron wasn't training and Darcy Moore was on modified, but was still doing a lot of work. Uh, Nick Dacos, everyone's saying he's been the player of their preseason, and he was doing a lot of midfield. Uh, I was so impressed with Jordan Dugowie. Um So, and and McStay, McStay was you know, hitting the ball at 100 miles an hour and taking some fantastic marks. Mm. Um, yeah, so so Bobby Hill was moving well. Um, Tom Mitchell was as well. So all their recruits. Their one issue. Um, was uh, the big Adelaide Crows back? Billy back, Frampton. Um, yep. Billy Frampton. That, that's the one worry for me. He, they're trying to make him. He was in the best eighteen, trying to yep. you know, lock down that that tall back where they haven't really replaced Jordan Ruffhead. So whether he can stand up in that post, um, still still the jury's out for me. To playing on the big likes of Tommy Hawkins or a Jeremy Cameron in round one because they've always been outsized there, Lordy, haven't they? Like they've been sort of playing yeah. Darcy Moore and then what a uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Howe. Howe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you can see why they're trying it. Yeah. Whether he's good enough is another story. And 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 Melbourne, Melbourne, uh, look forward to talking to you about them. How how impressive okay. they were. Um, North, you know, still still in the basic stages of uh, trying to work out how Clarkson wants them to play. So you can see how far behind Ross Lyon a little bit. Likewise, a lot of injuries. Yeah, been a lot of injuries to teams, Sam. Who have had new coaches and they've probably walked in and said, you know, we've got to get fitter and we've got to get harder. So St Kilda had a fair few injuries. North have had a few. The Bombers have had a few. A lot of those teams who underperformed uh, this year have had a lot on the sidelines, whereas your experienced teams like Melbourne and Collingwood you know, have a, and Bulldogs have a, have a full list to choose from at this, at this time of the year. Lloyd, a broad one before I let you go. From your, um, your time as a player... And also, you know, you've done some coaching. You're still coaching at um, high school level at a high level, and and in media. What are the important things in a preseason? Because you know, you'd hear all the the, the talk around footy circles that we all sort of laugh at. Oh, everyone's flying in preseason, and it doesn't really matter until the games start. And yet, I had Sam Doherty on last week, and he made a really interesting observation that the first year under Michael Voss, because they sort of had a new CEO, new president, new coach, they were almost changing the culture over a course of a preseason. And one of the byproducts of that was that they didn't get to do as much situational training. And that is what happens when we're five points up with two minutes left? Mm. What happens when we're three goals up with 10 minutes left? And you saw Carlton lost so many unlosable games. And I thought that was really interesting. You know, it's one of the things you can get out of preseason. But but I guess my broad question to you is how important is a preseason depending on what you're looking to do versus, you know, do we just really need to wait for games and nothing else really matters? Yeah, I think that uh, for me, it's it's the players from that fifty to uh, you know fifty games and above that you get as many full pre seasons into as many as possible. Like if you have too many, like I was out at St Kilda and they would have had ten to fourteen blokes uh, in rehab, so right. it sets you right back and yeah. you're chasing your tail and and then you, you're trying to get yourself match fit in season uh, makes it really really difficult. Um, so. I know Carlton felt, you know, it was all coaches trying to get to know each other and 
and, and they're trying to embed things. And, yeah, you get that sugar hit from a new coach, but, you know, when the whips get cracking late in the year, Carlton mm. are exposed, whereas you find just a mature coaching group like Geelong, like, you know, that they, they did alter things and change things, but they got such experienced players and a coaching group that's been there forever uh, able to lead the way. So, you know, I just think that um, it, it's time together as a coaching group. It's uh, it's your four to ten-year players getting the bulk of the work done. Um, yeah, and that, that's the key to it. And I think it's starting really well. I know Carlton started well, but if you can... I remember Richmond, who hadn't had much success for a while, and I reckon they won their first five, and they started to believe, and they went on and won a flag. Melbourne hadn't won one for so long, won their first five. Mm. Such teams that have knocked on the door for a while... They, most players get through, all your key players get through pre-season and then you bank your wins nice and early. Um, and usually the premiership side does come from a, the teams that start off seasons really, really well. What's up for the weekend, Lord? You're not still playing cricket, are you? I am, Sam. <laughs> yeah, where, are we, where are we playing? What are we doing? I am uh, in Bentley uh, playing uh, the last home and away game before final. So, uh, okay, where are we on the ladder? Paint the, paint the picture, please. Uh, no, we're on top, Sam, undefeated. <laughs> of course you are. So, uh, yeah, so uh, looking forward to, uh, yeah, hopefully a successful final series for Bentley a Career Club. What number are you batting? Uh, no, I'm a, I bat at seven and uh, open the bowling. Right, so you're a bowling all-rounder. I'm a bowling all-rounder, yes. And have we yeah. got the speed gun out yet? What, what kind of, how many clicks uh, are we bowling at? Not what it used to be, but uh, the the accuracy is better than it used to be, Sam. So, uh, so a bit yeah, of a Glenn I'm McGrath type. Bit. Yeah, Glenn McGrath. Oh, that's a fair compliment, saying <laughs> Glenn McGrath. <laughs> but we've got some very handy spinners who are doing the job, and I just play my role, Sam, down the other end. <laughs> oh, good on you, Lordy. Thanks for coming on. Looking Thanks. forward to you starting on Mondays on Widewater Sports soon. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Yes, and a legend, Matthew Lloyd, and uh, pretty handy with the cricket ball and the cricket bat, it must be said. one double three six nine three. just hearing news that Jack Ginevan limped off from the Pies intra-club this afternoon, picked up a cut on his knee, hopefully everything okay.